The following program is a specialty program. Unless otherwise identified, the participants on the program are not employees of Chorus Entertainment. Opinions expressed may not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio 640 Toronto. And welcome to it. It is 11.06. Let's, uh, let's go going here. Pinpoint Health Show. Reach out. PinpointHealth.ca. Info at PinpointHealth.ca and one eight five 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 doctor Lou D-R-L-O-U. That is to reach outside of this show anytime. But uh, for the next uh, a little less than an hour, you can uh, call. Ask with your pain questions. Uh, suffering with something. Calling for yourself, a friend, family member. New problem. 416-870-6400. Dr. Lou, good morning. What's up, pal? John, good morning. I'm good. How are you? I'm awesome, man. Ready to go. What's on the uh, What's on the list for the this morning? Yeah, let's do it. Um, so, I mean, you started the show off, I think, in the best way by encouraging people to call. That is my favorite uh, part of doing this is, is interacting with the people who are listening, um, trying to provide some clarity on whatever it is that they're going through. Uh, but so let me start before we get those calls rolling in. Let me just sort of start with something that um, you and I actually were, were speaking with earlier in the week, um, uh, and, and that had to do with the amount of, and there was a specific article or, or documentary with NHL players um, and the painkillers that they have to use and sort of the consequences of that. And so I think this is an important conversation to be having, not necessarily specifically around the NHL or anything, but to use that as um something to understand how important pain and injury management is towards quality of life. And so, you know, the big thing to understand is a lot of these uh, sports, be it hockey, football, and then combat types of sports, which have, uh, you know, a combination of of elite athleticism plus a component of physical contact um, that is potentially dangerous. These, These types of activity sports that people perform will end up unfortunately creating injury and causing pain. And these are the extreme examples of it. But these extreme examples give us the – anytime we can look at extremes, we can understand the worst-case scenarios. And we can understand in these worst-case scenarios how pain and injury can end up being such a negative thing towards quality of life. And that's something I've been speaking about on this show for – you know, five years, however long the show's been going, where, you know, it doesn't get the attention that so many of the other health concerns get because it's not one of those things that's, you know, immediately life-threatening, although it can be, right? And I've given examples where, um, you know, if someone's severely depressed as a result of chronic pain, could that lead to, you know, things like suicide? So there is, in the pathway, something that could lead to death, but in and of itself, it's not something that is life-threatening. But that doesn't make it any less serious when you consider the impact it can have on quality of life. And, you know, I'm using an extreme example talking about elite athletes, but we've, you know, throughout the history of the show had people call in who described, you know, some, some trauma that could happen to all of us, whether that's a car accident or a work accident or a slip and fall or, you know, an accident at home, whatever it may be. And, and these things have such a significant impact that they've created this chronic presentation that's just had these people spiral out of control in terms of their overall health. And that's a big thing that we see in chronic pain, that once people fall into an area of chronic pain, a lot of other things in their health start to deteriorate. And again, that's the pathway to where it can also affect quantity of life, not just quality of life. But even um, if it doesn't get to that end, 
the quality of life that's impacted, I mean, again, we can, like, I wish we could go through all the calls and, and, and you know, the, the, the archives exist, but people have called in that, you know, we're once upon a time fully functioning, productive, you know, people in society, working family, and we've heard things about people who have lost jobs, lost families, nobody understands them because of how serious this is. And it's, and it's something that I think is really important. I think people need to consider this. And then we're going to compound this all even further with, with what's going on with COVID-19, right? With, with people being less active generally, healthcare being a little more restricted in terms of access for things that are required, uh, people maybe not eating as healthy as they used to. So there's so many compounding effects for these people that are living in chronic pain or chronic injuries. And it, it is very, very sad. And I see patients like this all the time. And, you know, the, the point of me bringing this up is to say that there is light at the end of the tunnel. There is things that could be done to help people through these things. And, and the one thing that I really try to educate people, and again, something that I've done on the show consistently over the years, is making people understand how complex chronic pain is. Chronic pain is a result of a lot of different things, which means when it's a result of a lot of different things, you've got to have a lot of different things in order to treat it. And that's the challenge, right? It's not just about a medication or it's not just about a therapy that you're doing and it's not just about a, you know, a vitamin or some type of supplement that you're taking. And it's not just about so. And, and that's the big thing to understand. If you're only segregating into one section of what you could be doing, that's often where the detriment is because of how multifactorial it is. The interventions and the things that the person needs to do in order to manage need to be multifactorial in that sense as well. And so there's a lot. And in broad, when we look at this, you've got what you've got to do from the physical level, what you've got to do from the biochemical level in terms of and biochemical might mean medications, but it also means the things you put into your body in terms of your diet, right? Mm -hmm. There's also the psychological aspect of it. Um, you know, how your mind works is going to affect how your body feels. And one of the things that we've gone into great length on the show and even had other experts who know more than me on this is how ingrained your mind is in, in the development of chronic pain. Because part of the definition of chronic pain is an issue that may not necessarily physically be there, but is ingrained in the neural pathways. And again, that doesn't mean that it's not real. That's as real as it can be. I always say your, your brain is your motherboard. So it's just the, the idea that when pain is around for a long time, you start to develop a pathway, a learned uh, pathway, a learned neurological um, uh, path that, that gets ingrained, and that's so much harder to treat, which is why I'm such a big advocate of early intervention as well for when people have sustained pain and injury issues. And again, we get lots of calls of people who say, you know, they've been dealing with something for years and years and years. And in the beginning, you know, let's take the example of low back pain. It was manageable. It lasts for a week or two weeks, then it would go away and it happened once a year. And John, you've heard it. You've heard it with me. You've been here the whole time. This, this snowballs into people saying, but now it's there all the time. Now I can't get rid of it. Now I, I can't function. I can't do this. That is what happens with these chronic issues, which is why early intervention is important. But that's also not to say that if you're at what seems like the end, there are still options. It's just about getting the right people in the right place to help you do that. I want to mention that the clinics are open, by the way, pinpointhealth.ca to reach out. There will be a clinic near you, and they are uh, fully functioning, helping people reach out to uh, to Dr. Lou. 
in that regard. Uh, you want to call in now, 416-870-6400. Just ask your questions for yourself or otherwise. You're suffering from some chronic pain. you got other physical issues. Maybe you're uh, you're going down the road exactly what we're talking about. It's gone from strictly a physical thing. It's been around chronically for too long. Now it's affecting you up in the headspace, and that is a uh, that is a vicious cycle you don't want to get into. Indeed, and people the other way around. It started off as maybe a mental issue. Now because they're uh, you know, for whatever reasons they become less physical, and that has cropped up with some uh, some physical problems as well. So uh, feel free to call four one six eight seven zero sixty four hundred, and you know. Like you mentioned, along with COVID-19 going on and restrictions, and now it's starting to get colder outside unless you're a real hardcore outdoor winter activity enthusiast. I mean, a lot of people just by the nature of weather and environment are going to become less active as well, right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that that's already something that naturally happens during this time of the year is that the activity levels will start to go down because people go into more of a hibernation thing. And, you know, some people that don't like attending, it's, it's compounded again, even further with, you know, gyms and stuff being closed. But there's a big group of people that don't like, they like getting their physical fitness from sort of real activities like sports that they can play or outdoor activities. Um, and there are options in the winter too, for sure, but it definitely does slow down. And again, compounded with how so many things um, have been shut down and, and things aren't allowed, um, that makes it harder. And so that's going to contribute to this overall pain and injury that, that happens all the time anyways, but it'll be to, I think, you know, record highs during, during this time. 416-870-6400. We'll take a quick break, give you some time to line up a call, get those organized. 416-870-6400. Don't be bashful to call in. If it's for yourself, it's for a family member or a pal, they've got some, some pain issues, some answers they need, call the doctor right now. Pinpoint Health Show just getting warmed up. This is Global News Radio. And welcome back. It is 1119 here. Pinpoint Health Show reaching out 416-870-6400 here. And now you want to get a hold of Dr. Lou on the outside of the show hour. No problem. That's easy. Pinpointhealth.ca. The Lou Down is a long-form podcast. You can find that wherever you uh, listen to and search your favorite podcast. And uh, one eight five 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 Doctor Lou D R L O U. Don't hesitate. Call them if only for a chat. Get some perspective. You can do that at uh, any time. Drew, thanks for uh, thanks for hanging on through the break. Good morning. How are you? I'm terrible. Terrible. What's uh, what's going on, Drew? So in two thousand and six, I had a car. I had a work accident. I tripped on a scaffold up 30 feet and fell flat forward and hurt my low back and continued with pain until 2014 when I started shaking. I got up and started shaking. I shake violently in it. Uh, 2016, November 26, had a car accident. And 2017, had another major car accident, both not my fault, and living with chronic pain the pain has just gotten worse. So I've seen lots of different specialists, and nobody wants to tell me why I'm shaking. Well, I mean, potentially they don't want to tell you because they may, maybe they don't know, right? That's that's one of the things that happens with neurology and uh, and chronic issues is a lot of the times the, the answer isn't so simple and clear-cut. Um, and that's a lot of it. Again, there's a lot of weird symptoms 
um, or what would seem like weird symptoms that can go along with chronic pain. Uh, I've heard people describe things like vi- uh, like feeling like they're constantly vibrating, which is sort of similar to what you're describing. But yeah. a lot of this has to uh, do with underlying neurology, right, with the way that our nervous system works. Um, yeah. And this is why also the mental health component of chronic pain is so important because if we can do things to control our mind, then we can in turn have an effect on our bodies. Now, that doesn't mean it's a perfect solution and it doesn't mean it's an easy solution and that you just snap your finger and you do this stuff. But a lot of times these types of recommendations in terms of behavioral therapies um, for helping thoughts and things like that are often recommended people often don't take them all that seriously because we live in a culture and a society where we've been sort of normalized to believe that everything should be cured with something external, some agent, some some external agent like a medication or a surgery, not realizing that one of the most powerful tools that we have at our disposal is our mind and the way our mind works. And so in, in honing in on that mind and the way it works, sometimes you can have very dramatic effects on um, how your body feels and responds to uh, the things that you're going through. So, you know, I, I can't, I guess what I'm overall trying to say is I can't tell you why you're shaking. I don't know because obviously I haven't assessed you, but even if I did assess you, I, I assume that I would probably get to a very similar type of conclusion where this is a result of a lot of underlying what we would call neuropathic uh, pain development that happens where uh, it gets so ingrained in neurology. One of the things that chronic pain patients often do is they focus so inwards on their body. And mm-hmm. this is hard for me to sort of describe over radio, but yes. if, if right now I asked anybody to really focus in on, say, their left hand, right? Yes. You have to understand that our bodies are in constant communication with our environment, whether that be the temperature, the things that are happening around us. And if we can focus in on on one area, on one specific thing, you're so amplified onto that one thing that you'll pick up all the little nuances that you otherwise um, wouldn't pick up if that wasn't happening. And so, oh, sorry. Um, and, And so overall, that is why a component of cognitive behavior therapy is also distraction for chronic pain patients because if you can bring your mind elsewhere, then that can have a dramatic impact on you not focusing in. Because again, if any of us were to focus that inwards, there's a lot of different things that happen in our bodies, whether they're weird twinges, tingles, like we are a a massive network of cells, nerves, arteries, muscles, tendons, tissues, et cetera, et cetera, that of course there's, there's gonna be things that are happening if we're honing in. Um, so I hope what I'm sort of saying gives you sort of maybe a general, very high level idea. Oh yeah. You know, I would say that that is some of the things you may never get the answer that you're looking for as to why or exactly what it is, but probably what it is is something like what I'm describing. And probably the solution is also something like I'm describing, um, of a combination of things, but absolutely including, um, the mental health aspect of this. Okay. Yeah. Already? Yeah. So right now I don't have a doctor. I haven't had one in, since 2018. And, and I've been, yeah. since COVID, I've been searching and I can't find a doctor. Every place I call, even to come and visit, they're saying no because of COVID. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, again, in terms of a family doctor, is that what you're yeah. speaking of? Exactly. Yeah, so I, I would contact the CPSO. I know 
that they have some resources in terms of helping people to find uh, family doctors. If you're missing one, it's very important for everybody to to try to have a gatekeeper, a family doctor um, that can help them uh, sort of navigate their health. Drew, appreciate your time and the call. Best of luck to you. I want to uh, continue on here. 416-870-6400. 416-870-6400 is the number to call through to the station. Talk to lot, Dr. Lou. Ask your questions. In that regard, we'll get down to uh, to Will. Hey, Will, good morning, and thanks for standing by. How are you? Hey there. I'm doing okay. Um, you know, you guys said something that really resonated, and that was getting ahead of it before it becomes, you know, extremely chronic and you know quality of life limiting and i'm i'm 28 years old i had a uh, a major heart surgery five six years ago and i also got into a car accident two years ago and i've been dealing with um chronic neck pain it comes and goes probably you know a few weeks of the year um i see a chiropractor i see a massage therapist um i've been considering acupuncture but it seems to flare up in the cold weather. So usually this time of year, I get a flare up and then I'll usually get another one maybe in January or February. And I was just wondering in terms of, you know, coordinating all these specialists, is that worth it? Or am I better off just seeing a good chiropractor for, you know, three times a week or twice a week? Or in terms of coordinating specialists, who's kind of the, the quarterback there? And, and I don't I don't know, is more always better? And maybe you could comment on that a little bit. Sure. Um, it's a good question. What I would start by saying is when you're dealing with a chronic injury, so like what, so let's deal on the sort of the allied health where you met, you brought up like chiro, physio, massage, that type of stuff. In the beginning stages of this type of stuff, the passive interventions, the things that they're going to do with their hands or their machines or all that stuff are very, very important in the initial stages. As you progress, that that piece really needs to become rehabilitation focused, which means it's really about strengthening and, and, and rebuilding the musculature, the tissues and all that stuff, which is a component that I often see that's missing uh, because, you know, just getting a passive intervention three times a week or two times a week may very well be part of the plan. I'm not saying it's not part of the plan. What I am saying is if you're missing a rehabilitation component where you're building that up, then you're going you're gonna to always be at a level where you're never breaking a barrier. All of the science around chronic issues shows us that once you get into chronic, really the gold standard is active care, which means the things that you can do for yourself in terms of proper posture, um, self-care in terms of exercises, stretches, all of those things. So that's really, really important and often missing. Uh, so that sort of, I think, answers one part of your question. In terms of the second part, um, the, the medical specialists that often deal with these types of chronic pain issues are called uh, physiatrists or physical medicine and rehabilitation. Um, and they are the ones that will, you know, often make a lot of these recommendations. They're very similar in terms of the allied health, but they'll also have the ability to prescribe medications and injections and things like that. And that may as well play a role. Any, any good healthcare professional is going to tell you with something like neck pain, 
you should always start with the most conservative approach before moving towards more invasive approaches. And, and again, the most conservative thing in the chronic stage that you could be doing is rebuilding, is rehabilitating, and that's often not done properly. And, you know, I hear all types of things where people are like, yeah, you know, someone gave me a few exercises to do, and I do them a couple of week, times a week. That's not it. Like, rehabilitation exercises, I always say, is analogous to, um, you know, if someone told you you had diabetes and told you you have to be walking, you know, 45 minutes a day in order to help manage your blood sugar and you do that, it's got to be something that's done every day. And it's per perhaps even more involved in diabetes is a good analogy that I give because chronic issues become like you have to modify your lifestyle the same as you would for diabetes. If, if someone was diagnosed with diabetes, they'd be told that they have to take certain medicines. They'd be told that they have to change their diet and they have to change their exercise patterns. Um, chronic issues like this can be very same, very much the same, where it's like you need to avoid a lot of different things. You need to be doing a lot of the right things. Diet matters. Medications might matter. Supplements might matter. So it, it's bigger than any one thing. So I don't know if I'm you know, providing more clarity for you, but I guess, uh, you know, the, the, just based on what I heard from you, and maybe I'm wrong to assume this, I feel like a lot of what you're doing seems to be more passive, where it's something yeah. that someone else is doing to you, and that's what I think is missing, that you've got to now, you're at a point where you've got to see, with, with the help of those experts, I'm not saying that this is something you do on your own, but what is it that you've got to be doing for yourself every single day in terms of those lifestyle modifications and rehabilitation that will take you to the next level? Yeah. No, that's perfect. That, that resonates the lifestyle change um, mm -hmm. rather than two or three times a week. That that resonates yeah. for sure. In terms of where to get these exercises, the the advice of the chiropractor, they they have yeah. the exercises. Yeah. Yeah. So listen, it's always hard for me. It's it, the one thing I say about healthcare. It's not about the profession. It's about the professional. Right. And so I yeah. don't know who you see. If you trust them and they're good, you've had no red flags. Then yeah. I mean, if at any point you ever need a second opinion that's what me you know the bread and butter of what me and my team do at pinpoint health but you know i'm not i don't like to push that stuff onto anybody but you know if you're seeing somebody that is knowledgeable that is you know talking to you about this stuff already that isn't uh, uh in it for the wrong reasons then yeah I, most professionals would be equipped so it's never really about the profession as much as it is who the professional is right that's perfect yep okay Thanks, Will. Appreciate the call. I'm going to give you uh, that number again, one eight five 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 doctor Lou D-R-L-O-U, to reach out if you want to pursue it on uh, the Pinpoint Health site or pinpointhealth.ca, by the way, if you want to contact Dr. Lou. Got time to get uh, Hugo in here before we break. Hi, Hugo. Good morning. Good morning. Go ahead. Yes. Uh, so my, I have a very active 80-year-old uh, mother. Unfortunately, she was walking down the stairs and she misstep, missed one step and broke her heel, the bottom okay. of her heel. Uh, ever since then, she's not able to walk effectively. Uh, it hasn't healed. It's been a year. And mm -hmm. she still has this pain. She's seen a doctor. She's seen everything else. I think the next stage is surgery. Uh, how do you deal with that chronic pain? Have you ever dealt with something like that? Well, yeah, in, in, the, in this issue, this is the type of chronic pain where you know what the source is, right? And the, this is the yeah. interesting thing with a lot of chronic pain is you don't know the sources in this in this event uh, if something is still fractured then of course it's going to create chronic pain so that's that's a little bit different than what we term like 
neuropathic chronic pain, this is more, there is a problem. Um, so the underlying issue is if, if somehow you can fix that fracture, then hopefully the other consequences, the pain around it, um, should, should also uh, heal. So, you know, I think, you know, typically when fractures have not healed in this period of time, then, yeah, the sort of that's when, you know, the idea of is surgery potentially going to help in, in this case might be something. There are some other things that could be done in terms of trying to expedite the healing process. But if it hasn't even healed yet in that amount of time, there's things that, you know, we use for athletes and things like that to help expedite um, fracture healing. But this sounds like it's a little bit different. And, you know, again, I, I haven't seen your mom, so I can't say for sure. But sometimes in these issues, surgery should be a real consideration. Hugo, we got to run, got to take a short break, uh, but we'll get right back to it. If you want to reach out uh, for your mom to Dr. Lou, no problem, one 855 doctor Lou or pinpointhealth.ca and info at pinpointhealth.ca. Still got lots of time for your phone calls, 416-870-6400 is the way you do that. Pinpoint Health Show continues, Global News Radio. And welcome back to it, Pinpoint House Show. The show is an hour, but the clinics are open for much longer than that. They're all over the place. You want to find one and uh, start getting on the road to to proper health. Go to pinpointhealth.ca and call one eight five 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 Doctor Lou D R L O U. And a reminder: the long form podcast, which is awesome, can be found wherever you get your uh, your favorite podcast. Four one six eight seven zero sixty four hundred. Got lots of time to call in. Bring it on, Chris. Thank you for standing by, taking the time this morning. How are you? Good. How are you guys? Good. What's up? Uh, quick question for you. I um, yeah, moved my mother from Elliott Lake, Ontario, retirement community, as you know, uh, up to the Barrie area. Uh, okay. Just the fact that you know the, the medical services aren't aren't there in Elliott Lake for her, right sort of thing. So. Um, presently, she has a nurse practitioner. I actually work as a social worker full time, so I'm trying to see if there's any way that I can fast track her to get her to to a doctor. And I've I've contacted the family health team in Barrie. She's on a wait list, per se, for example, but she requires right. some major support. She's uh, she suffers from some issues in regards to uh, my father used to work in the mines, so some mental health issues with my dad did mine rescues and stuff with that, and was right. you know, some traumatic events there, and also a traumatic car accident. You know, so so that's what I'm trying to find out. Like, that yeah. was one of the reasons why I moved her from Elliott Lake up up to the barrier, just because you know, services north of Perry Sound are, are night and day, right? So yeah, sure. No, it makes sense. Thank you for the call, and as a social worker, thank you for what you do. I was, uh, as I'm speaking here, actually, just on a side topic, I have a friend of mine who's been on the show before. He was a social worker, and uh, the component of mental health that I always talk about with chronic pain. Uh, her and I always have discussions, and she was just messaging me. So. Um, you know, you guys provide a very important service, so thank you for that. Um, in terms of your, for your mom, I'm sorry? It's a team effort, so we appreciate the work that you do and your administrative staff, everybody, right? So Thank you, thank you. Um, in terms of for your mom, it's a tough one, right? Like, I'm not overly ingrained in the in the Barrie area, so, so it's hard for me even from a personal side to, to really know a lot. The only thing that I often recommend to people, like you've done – the right thing by reaching out to a family health team, that, that's a good first step. Um, the only other thing that I can think of is, again, trying to contact the, the College of Physicians and Surgeons um, and seeing if there's anything there where they can help. Uh, and I believe they have something where, where they can help find uh, some type of a family doctor or a geriatric specialist or something with these types of things. So that's 
unfortunately the only other thing that I, I can think of. It's, you know, we're also, again, compounded with what's going on with, with COVID-19. Um, you know, one of the other things that's probably happened, as you're aware, but for the average listener, maybe not, a lot of healthcare professionals that have that would have graduated and have board licensing and things like that, it's all been delayed because, you know, some board exams and things like that. So there's even, you know, and it, usually we would by now have an influx of new professionals that sure. even been uh, impacted, which is contributing to the overall um, stagnation in terms of, you know, and, and the other problem is you have less new people coming in because of that. And, and there's been a lot of people, even that I know in my inner circle that are in healthcare that have used this time as a motivation to retire. They, they're already sort of at that age and they're thinking, okay, what's the best next step? And, you know, it's sort of like, okay, this is the motivation to retire. So it, it's a double whammy, right. In terms of, of those two things. So, yeah, unfortunately I, I, don't have a better answer for you, uh, but the only thing that I could think of is, is contacting the college um, and seeing if they can provide any help. And I, and I will because I've got her. I've got her linked up with some some virtual online supports for the mental health component, right? Yeah, good. But there's more of the component of the physical and traumatic event yeah. from the major yeah. car accident stuff like that. So, okay, yeah, thank, sure. you, thank you, gentlemen. Have a great day. Okay, take care. You too. Thank you, Chris. Appreciate uh, your time. Enjoy the rest of your weekend and uh, and be safe tonight, especially if you're out doing uh, your thing in Barry with Halloween or doing other stuff. You know, it's it's amazing. We've heard the story before about getting doctors, finding doctors, locating your current doctor. You know, and I told you the story of, of my wife's doctor just, you know, went back to India for a while to take care of some family members. Didn't bother coming back and kind of shut down the shop. And uh, now we have to go claim all her, her files not in the yeah. digital space. No, no, these are like paper files locked in some warehouse somewhere, like the final scene of Raiders of the Lost Ark. So it's like, yeah, it's just crazy what people are dealing with. I swear. Yeah, and and you know, John, the other thing that I, and that I failed to mention that I was thinking of and forgot with the last call that I think is important for people to understand too is, listen, everybody should have a family doctor, right? That's very, very important. In in the event that you don't have a family doctor and you need stuff, there are walk-in clinics, obviously, that, mm-hmm. you know, you can sort of go to to sort of fill in some gaps when you need. But the other thing that I really encourage people is using other primary care professionals, right? So, you know, like if it's a back pain issue, it doesn't mean you have to see your family doctor. A chiropractor is likely well-equipped. You know, chiropractors, physiotherapists, um, you know, chiropodists and podiatrists in terms of foot issues, and then even considering like comp- complementary health, right? Like naturopaths for things that might be more, you know, uh, internal and in problems. And I'm not saying that that should replace the family doctor, but it doesn't mean you have to be doing nothing, right? Because these are often the people that are going to be included in in the in the healthcare team, anyways, as you start managing it. So. You know, you don't need the referral to get to those people. That's why they're primary care as well. So that's important. And a lot of times when you're ingrained in your communities, you know, if you go see, say, the local chiropractor, they may have a network with a family physician who's accepting people or whatever. So you, there's also ways to, to use those people to, to find that. I'm, and again, this isn't me saying that family doctors should be replaced with others. No, no, no. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying it's important to not put your health on hold. If, you, if you're in limbo where you don't have a family doctor, there are other primary care professionals um, that can help you within the realm of their scope, obviously, right? So they wouldn't be taking on, and the family doctor scope is very large, which is why they're family doctors. But these other primary care professionals that have more distinct scopes can help you within that scope of medicine. You know, and I think we talked about this before. One of the positive things I think so far that's come of the of COVID nineteen, when you know you mentioned walk in clinics, that I went to one recently because I 
took a chunk out of my finger. It's good because now, as opposed to sitting in a room with 30 people coughing and sneezing and kids crying and people looking absolutely dreadful, you, you walk up to the front door, you call them, they, uh, they say, okay, they take your name, your health care, your health card number, the doctor calls you back and says, hey, uh, hey, Dr. Lou, what's, uh, what's, what's your problem? Oh, I got this, this, and this. Okay, well, stand, by, stand outside, keep your mask on, the receptionist will come and take you into one of the rooms. You go in, they unlock the door, they bring you in by yourself into an empty office and shuttle you right to a room. It's clean, it's quick, it's it's so much better. I hope this is one thing that actually stays when we get beyond the pandemic because it was really it's it's a much improved experience to be honest. To be honest, yeah, it was really good. For sure. Well, uh, we'll take a, a short break here. You still got some time to uh, jettison over a phone call four one six eight seven zero sixty four hundred. That is the way to do that for the remainder of the time of the show here this morning. And reaching out to Doctor Lou on the other side, PinpointHealth.ca info at PinpointHealth.ca and one eight five 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 five. Dr. Lou, Pinpoint Health Show. It's right here. It's Global News Radio. And welcome back. Pinpoint House Show. As always, like to plug where you can get some more help when the show is not on for this uh, one hour on the weekend, and that would be pinpointhealth.ca. The clinics are open, uh, clean, PPE, and uh, social distancing. It's all happening. Everybody knows what they're doing at these clinics and always expanding as well. Pinpointhealth.ca, one eight five five. Five five, Doctor Lou, to reach out on the uh, the phone call and info at pinpointhealth.ca. Clinics are uh, are doing well, Doctor Lou, and again, I know you're ambitious with always opening locations around Southern Ontario, but like gyms, like restaurants, you guys naturally are way ahead of the game when it comes to PPE and social distancing. I know people are sometimes still a little a little gun shy, a little apprehensive about going to a clinic like yours because they figured, is it safe? Well, it's really safe, isn't it? Yeah, and the majority of our professionals, even during the height of COVID, were deemed essential services, right? Because it's it's hard to like you know not have healthcare happening. So um, yeah, and and listen, we've always taken hygiene as an important thing in in a healthcare facility. That's always an uh, you know a number one thing that we think of. Uh, but at this point, it's it's even more than that, right? We're, we're taking even extra precautions and doing our best. And and you know what? Thankfully, to this point. Um, you know, I, it, we've had no issues, which is great, um, but we're doing our job in terms of, you know, screening our staff, right, screening our, our uh, um, patients and making sure uh, everyone that comes to the clinics is documented, which that was always the case because we have electronic medical records. So we've all, like, you know, the idea of con- you're going into places now where you usually wouldn't have to give them your name, to, but obviously anyone coming into our clinics, we knew who was there because, you know that's part of healthcare. Um, so it's it's we're sort of we were already equipped for that in a way that if something happened, we would know who was there at what time, interacted with which professional, uh, in which room, uh, that type of stuff. And so um, again, really really important. You know, and like so many other places, we're all trying to do our best, right? This is uh, this is there's no perfect uh, answer in any of this. I think we're doing as good of a job as we can do. Um, and it's thanks to the team that I have um, that is doing that day in and day out. And, you know, we're, we're here to help people through their, their pain and injury issues primarily. Um, you know, I often don't sit here a lot and make this an infomercial, but we have a lot of different services at our clinics. Um, I would encourage people to uh, check out the website. Um, you know, you'll see that it, the sort of uh, pinpoint health slogan is rehab therapy and wellness, and that 
sort of tells you all of the things that we do and obviously pain and injury management is, is the biggest component, but we also provide wellness serv services like naturopathic services, acupuncture, uh, massage for relaxation and things like that. So it really is uh, a place for a multi-disciplinary uh, terms of allied and complementary health along with the traditional uh, practitioners like physicians and mainly specialists uh, like orthopedic surgeons and physiatrists because of the very nature of the pain and injury stuff um, is, is really the, what we have. But in terms of the, you know, the GPs, I get the, contacted about that all the time. We don't have uh, general practitioners. We're more of a specialty type of service. Um, so, uh, but yeah, I mean, if, if pain, injury, wellness, uh, therapy, rehab, whatever it is, is something that you're looking for, you're looking for a place that you can trust, um, you know, check it out. And, and again, you know, do your homework, right? Like go online, check out our Google reviews, see what people say about us. Um, you know, I'm by no means going to say that we're perfect. You'll read some Google reviews, um, you know, where I think once you read them, you'll realize that people can be unreasonable. Like we, you know, uh, I've, I can think of one in particular where someone yeah. says I was sore after a massage and it's like, well, that sort of happens. And I think like 95% of the population knows that. So, um, you know, I know when I read Google reviews for places, I always take into consideration what the review is, and, and it's not just the number, but what they've actually said. But I would say I'm very happy with the quality of service that, that we provide. And I'm also encouraging people all the time to give me the feedback, right? If anyone has been to a clinic and there's ever been an issue, info at Pinpoint Health um, is the email. You Please send me an email. It'll be forwarded to me. I will respond directly to you. I will address any concerns that anybody has. Um, and, and get to, uh, you know, a, a solution or the bottom of it. A lot of the times, John, what I find is these things are just miscommunication, right, where uh, something gets misunderstood, whether it's from someone in my team or the patient. But, you know, we do our job to figure out what the problem is and, and fix it. That doesn't mean that patient is always right or my staff is always right. It's about how do we just get past it? Like, where is the solution? What can we do? And how can we be better in the future so that these things don't happen again? And I think that's, sort of what uh, the culture that we want to build at pinpoint health hey if i'm not sore after a massage i'm going back <laughs> you know yeah I mean? well again you know. again you know and, and and this is where again going back to understanding things that isn't inherent knowledge right it's not like people are born with that it's in your dna and you should know that that is the reality you know it could also be that maybe the therapist didn't communicate that to you which is an important part of what they do they're supposed to tell you hey listen mm -hmm. following this you might be a little bit sore in the next 24 hours. That's normal. Drink some water, ice it, et cetera. So if that wasn't provided, I also don't blame the person. If the person yeah, turns right. around and says, hey, hang on a sec, I'm sore, and, and that's, that, I don't think that that should happen, if they don't know any better, I also don't fault them. And that's what I'm saying. It's about looking for the, the bigger solution in terms of where's the communication breakdown, right? So, and I don't, that is just one case that I'm using as an, as an example it was years and years ago. Uh, but that is the way I look at these things. And a lot of the times, it's just either someone misunderstood something or didn't, uh, didn't comprehend it fully. And, and that creates that breakdown and, 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 and really prevents uh, what we're trying to do. But listen, you know, I, people might give me credit. They listen to me on the radio. I have people all the time tell me, you know, how much they love listening to this radio show and, you know, the, the knowledge and advice that I provide. I, I'm going to say that I couldn't, 
you know, I'm so thankful for the team that I have. And, and anybody that trusts me, I'm telling you, you got to trust my team more because I make sure that people are, you know, better than me. That's, that's the level that I want. And I'm not saying that I'm the best or anything, but I, I'm as good as I am because of, of the people that I have surrounding me. And, and that's just, you know, it's, it's a great pleasure. It's one of the things that makes me happiest in life to know that, uh, you know, a, a bunch of people have come together with one common goal, and that common goal is to provide um, the best health care for people suffering with pain, injury, and looking for wellness services. You know, we're uh, inevitably a few weeks away, if not a couple weeks away, from getting some nasty weather. Slips and falls are going to happen. People are going to start having to shovel and do all that stuff. Any uh, any tips for people moving forward this winter to try to keep with the restrictions in health care that are, are openly available with booking appointments because of COVID? Any, any tips for people moving forward this winter about how to stay hopefully reasonably injury-free? Yeah, I mean, so, like, some of these things are tough, right? Like, if you know – so. If you know you've got a bad back, right, my first recommendation is don't shovel the snow, right, because, right. you know, or get a snowblower. But these are sometimes for certain people unrealistic recommendations within the confines of their reality. So I, I also don't want to be completely, you know, offside in terms of just saying, well, the, his recommendation was for me to get a snowblower. No, but if you're in a, in, in a place where you could afford that, that is always a better option. There's more ergonomic types of shovels that you can use which are important in terms of if you did need to go out and do it the biggest thing that i often tell people is about keeping a neutral spine so a lot of the times when people are lifting the snow they're actually bending at their back and then you know lifting the snow try to use your legs as much as possible that's really where you're going to generate power that's where you're going to be able to keep your back safe so if you can use that lower half of your body um, you need to also take into consideration if you're elderly, you have heart issues, you should not be doing the snow. It's not a good recipe. It can lead to some pretty bad things outside of musculoskeletal stuff because cold mixed in with heart issues could be a, a bad thing. Um, so that's an important thing to consider. Sometimes it's also about taking it in phases. So like, you know, what I've done before uh, is like, if, you know, if it's going to snow 20 centimeters, you know, try to go out every few hours when it's only yeah. two or three centimeters and, you know, work through it and, and do some at a time. That way you're not stuck with, you know, this compounded snow that's 20 centimeters um, and, and heavy and damp and whatever. So, you know, it's simple things like that that can really make a big difference just in terms of, again, trying to understand the timing of the snowfall and then also trying to uh, use as much as possible the lower half of your body. Done for the weekend. Want to reach out? No problem. Pinpointhealth.ca. Info at pinpointhealth.ca. Use it and reach out. Talk to Dr. Lou. Get it happening. one 855 Dr. Lou, D-R-L-O-U. We'll catch you next time. Pinpoint Health Show, Global News Radio. The preceding program is a specialty program. Unless otherwise identified, the participants on the program are not employees of Chorus Entertainment. Opinions expressed may not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio 640 Toronto.